we announced at the 8.30 service that she is a finalist on Chubb Lake Has Talent, <laughs> and we're expecting her to win. Thank you all for coming. Let's welcome our visitors and our church members today. Let's stand and shake hands. Huh? It, and it's her birthday? Well, she done got out of here now. I Again, we're grateful that you are here today. Thank you so much for coming. And if you are a visitor, would you please fill out one of the visitor's cards and give us some information about yourself? And at this time, Ronnie Bowes, one of our deacons, is going to come lead us in our prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this beautiful morning and the opportunity to be in thy house today. Just be with these young people that bring this program to us today. And Guide us and direct us, Father, in all that we do, and we always give you the honor and glory for it all. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Ronnie. Uh, we're going to abbreviate a lot of things this morning so that we can get right to the children's program. I uh, want to tell everybody we're not going to have any evening worship services tonight. Please spend this time with your family. Uh, for you that come on Sunday nights, we were scheduled to have the end of the summer program out at the pond, but because of sickness in the Clayton family, we're not going to be doing that, okay? So we're just going to cancel everything tonight. Please notice the activities this coming week, especially the practices, the choir practices, the men's choir on Monday night, uh, the kids in praise on Wednesday night, as well as the uh, praise and worship choir practices also. Uh, several Bible studies this week on Tuesday night. Dates on the back. We want you to remember these, the youth. Uh, they have their end of the summer lake day next Sunday evening, the 18th, from 4 to 7 at the Lake Dock of Stan in Cape Cruz. And then our annual church fall picnic will be on Saturday, the 24th, at Olive Hill Ballpark. We'll be telling you more about that next, uh, next, uh, next Sunday. Several inserts in the bulletin that I hope that you will pay attention to. One especially... The blue insert is about volunteers. We still need some more volunteers for the 8.30 and the 11 o'clock nursery uh, and for uh, church, children's church that normally we're not having it today because many of the children and the kids in praise. But we need more volunteers to help with the children's church that is ages 3 through 5 at the 11 o'clock service and the kids worship uh, for grades 1 through 5 also. If you can volunteer for this it would be greatly appreciated if you'll fill this form out and turn it in we would thank you very very much uh, this morning there's a lot of folks that we want to lift up to the Lord in prayer let me give you some corrections on the prayer list Liz Cole has come home from Roxburgh Nursing Center Calvin Wren who is in Duke Regional has been transferred back to 
uh, Roxburgh Nursing Center, but hospice has taken over his care. So please, please remember him. Benny Clayton, who is at Duke Regional, is scheduled to be transferred to Roxburgh Nursing Center tomorrow. Please continue to remember John Melton in South Boston, Tina Ratsliff at the Hawk House, which is a hospice house in Durham, uh, at Duke, Elma Clayton, Philippe Fortin, uh, Alton Reeves, Carolyn Fuller will have uh, surgery Tuesday. Please remember her, that will be at Duke. Donna Wilburn was at Duke, but she has come home. And please remember her in prayer. She needs a kidney transplant. Please pray that God will provide her a kidney. And add uh, Nancy Neville. Nancy had surgery week before last and is still in Duke. Several folks that had procedures or surgery done this past week, Janet Davis, Anthony Lee, uh, please remember them. Also at home, Doug Carver, who is taking a new chemotherapy pill, please remember him. Todd Clayton, who continues to take uh, chemotherapy and radiation too. Uh, Weldon Bowes, Charles Westbrooks, Barbara Winstead. Uh, please again remember all these folks at home. Uh, Steve Evans' aunt, who lives in Bladenboro, her name is Margaret Pigford. Please remember her, she is very ill. And please remember the families that lost loved ones this week. Mrs. Emma Carver died and Earl Humphreys. Their funerals were yesterday. Uh, Danny Poole died. He will have a graveside service uh, Tuesday at 2 o'clock here in our church cemetery. And there will be a visitation at the Strickland Jones Funeral Home that same day Tuesday from 12 until 1.30. Let's join together now as we pray. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you this day that as we gather in your house, we can, we can minister to others through prayer. And Father, we pray not only for the ones that we have called by name, but Lord, for the many that are listed, and Lord, surely many names that are on our hearts and minds, we lift all these up to you. God, we would especially pray for the families that are grieving, that you would comfort them. And God, I thank you for, for being with those that we love and God, when we don't know what to say or do, thank you, Lord, that you're always there and you are speaking to hearts and doing all the work that that person needs, Lord, to continue to move forward with their lives. So we pray for the grieving families. We pray for those in hospitals and nursing centers. We pray for many at home, Father, even those that live away from us that perhaps we have not ever met before. We just lift these folks up to you and pray that you'll bless them. Please bless this service today. God, I thank you for our young people that will lead the service. And as we remember 9-11, Father, help us to see that it's so important that not only as churches, but most especially as Christians, that we live for you every day, that we just not take the name of being a follower of Christ, but that we truly model that life, that we follow you. And Lord, help us to know that we need to pray for our nation, God. And we do pray for a revival in our land. We pray, Lord, that we'll turn back to you. But again, Father, we thank you today for these children that will lead us. And as we pray together, we remember the prayer that your son taught his disciples to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And our verse of the month comes from Psalms 89.1 out of the Good News Bible. Let's read this together. O Lord, I will always sing of your constant love. I will proclaim your faithfulness forever. And look, one thing that I failed to mention, I mentioned that Danny Poole had died and that the visitation uh, will be Tuesday at Strickland Jones Funeral Home. Um, you can visit his sister if you would like. I've got her address is 3010 Denny Store Road, and she asked that I would announce that today. So please, again, please be in prayer for that family. Tommy Jean Evans is going to come now. Ushers, if y'all will wait just a couple more minutes, okay? our country and then we honor and have a national day of service and remembrance for 9-11 um, there's a national proclamation that today is called Patriot Day and I want to share with you some of the words that President Obama um, said in his proclamation for this year 15 years ago nearly 3,000 innocent lives men, women and children who've been going about their normal routines were taken from us depriving families and loved ones of a lifetime of precious memories. But the acts of terror of September 11, 2001, sought to do more than hurt our people and bring down buildings. They sought to break our spirit and destroy the enduring values that unite us as Americans. In the years that followed, our capacity to love and to hope has guided us forward as we work to rebuild more sound and resilient than ever before. With the hearts of those we lost held faithfully in our memories, we reaffirmed the unwavering optimism and everlasting strength that brought us together in our darkest hour, and we resolved to give of ourselves to service for others. Let us have confidence in the values that make us Americans, the liberties that make us a beacon to the world, and the unity we sustain every year on this anniversary. Above all, let us stand as strong as ever before and recognize that together there is nothing that we cannot overcome. And in 2008, President Bush said this, and, and his words are just, you know, a little bit different from Obama's, but very similar. Since September 11th, America has fought a relentless war on terror around the world. We are staying on the offensive in this war, striking the terrorists abroad so we do not have to face them here at home. We pray that God will watch over our brave men and women in uniform and all who are waging this war and working to keep America safe. And we pray for their families. In the face of danger, America is showing its character. In the years after the attack on our country, Americans remained strong and resolute, patient to a just cause, and confident of the victory to come. And today, as we look at 9-11, for all, most of us sitting here today, we remember those memories. We see the towers. The children, as I've talked to Kip, they'll learn about it in history books, but it's part of our history. And we know that God is our strength in trouble of times, and today is a reminder of a wound in our history. We're grateful for the soldiers, the firefighters, and police officers who voluntarily placed themselves in harm's way to protect us. So many of the brave responders were lost, 
This day is also filled with the remembrance of innocent citizens who've lost their lives. God sees our pain and comes close to the brokenhearted. Unlike many of our nation's solemn days, we still remember that twisted metal and smoke rising into the horizon over New York, the Pentagon, and Pennsylvania. For many, it's still a day of loss and suffering. And we remember the fear and uncertainty we felt that September morning. And I imagine all of us can remember that morning and, and seeing it on the news and just, and it was a scary time. But like the Americans that were at Fort McHenry in 1814, we also remember the hope that God gave us as the smoke began to clear. And we saw our star-spangled banner still waving, unfurled over the battlefield that our enemies meant to be our place of defeat. We stand for that star-spangled banner. We say the pledge and we do it with pride as Christians. And we know that our nation's in true time of need for prayer. And if we turn to the Bible and look at Second Chronicles 7.14, which is one of the songs the children will share with you today, the scripture says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. So as we pray, help us to remember, you know, as we, as we look to God, we need to remember what it means to be an American. We're people, of, you know, endowed with abundant blessings. We can cherish the freedom that we enjoy and inspire to stand with courage. And we need to be united as one nation in the midst of all adversity. And that we need to pray so that God will hear our prayers and heal our nation. And today is Patriot Day. And the national moment of silence time was at 8.46, which we um, recognized in first service. So today we might be two hours behind, but it's just as important now for this group as a whole to just remember that day, 9-11, to remember our country and just how blessed we are, but that we know we need to heal our land. So if everyone would join us, you can use this as a prayer time or just a moment of silence to, to think about our country. So if you would join us now for a moment of silence.
Attention, salute, pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag 
of the United States of America, and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. trust for Americans to trust God we've got to have faith the kind of faith that made this country great that's right bro the very first Americans came here with little more than faith many had left everything coming to what seemed an impossible wilderness wilderness 
For those first sellers trusted God, knowing that even with a seed of faith, nothing is impossible. truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unleadable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. America from the very start. You might say that the first Americans were pilgrims. The church in England had grown cold and no longer met their needs. They weren't even allowed to worship on their own. So in 1620, they sailed for America and landed in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Another group called the Puritans stayed in the English church and tried to change it, but they too were persecuted. So in 16. 28, they came and settled in Salem, Massachusetts. The early Americans founded colonies 
1643, they expressed their purpose for coming to America in a document called the New England Confederation. We all came to these parts of America with one and the same end and aim, <coughs> namely to advance the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. The early Americans wanted God as the head of their nation, not some distant king. George Washington was known for his godly disposition and prayer life, and his prayers were answered as God helped America win the Revolutionary War against the most powerful nation on earth. The early Americans wanted God as the head of their nation. The marching song from the Revolutionary War was Yankee Doodle, but the published battle cry was... No king but King Jesus. <coughs> Yakin is nothing but chatter, but mine is packed priority matter. I'm here to articulate the importance of America's faith. The doodles got oodles of facts. To me, history's a yak attack. Presidents' names, dates of wars, and patriots who love the Lord. I could speak for a work on Founders Day, carrying the flag in a big parade, cause my blood is red, white, and blue from the tips of my toes to me, yakky doodle doo. Americans trust. Not the government, they didn't have one. Not the schools, they didn't have any. Those Americans put their trust in the God of the Bible. As a matter of fact, the first public education was instituted to teach children to read the Bible. As the delegates of the Continental Conference struggled to draft our Constitution, Ben Franklin spoke these words. I have lived, sir, for a long time, and the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see of this truth that God governs in the affairs of man. And if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, 
Is it probable that an empire, that an empire can rise without his aid? We have assured in the sacred writings that except the Lord build the house, thy labor in vain to build it. As a patriot and inventor, Ben Franklin knew the best foundation for anything is the word of God. Washington, D.C. is filled with the signs of early America's trust in God. The scriptures line the walls of the Library of Congress. In the Supreme Court building, the Ten Commandments appear over the head of Chief Justice. The early Americans believed prayer could change even impossible situations. Our first president, George Washington, was a man of prayer. Nearly a hundred years after President Washington, Virginia's General Robert E. Lee would follow in his footsteps. So did Abraham Lincoln. 
Many of the early leaders were men of prayer. In peace or in war, prayer changes impossible situations. mightiest weapon and supreme call for all Christians today. I plainly urge all people everywhere to pray for our children, our youth, our age, our pastors, and our homes. Let us pray for our churches. Let us pray for our nation. Let us pray for those who have ever known Jesus Christ and redeeming love. For moral forces everywhere, our nation leaders, let prayer be our passion and our practice. And in the midst of the Civil War, President Abraham Lincoln added, we have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven, but we have forgotten God. Intoxicated with unbroken success, we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and persevering grace. Too proud to pray to the God that made us, it behooves us to humble ourselves and pray for clemency.
America is land of the free because we are home of the brave. There are many men and women who have protected our country through the armed forces. Ladies and gentlemen, in honor of your commitment to God's own protection, this salute is for you. As your military theme song is played, please stand to be honored. Thank you to those who have given their life defending this great country. But someone else deserves a greater thanks. For without him, there wouldn't be an America as we know it. He gave Americans our freedom to worship and gives everyone who receives him the gift of salvation, our eternal freedom.
American, I trust God. I'm American, I pray. I'm an American, I love God. I'm American, that protects us. I build my life on God's word. I'm American. I believe Jesus died for my sins. I am American, and God blesses me.
Sadly, I'm not. Now get your get your parents and your grandparents. And and the and the, look, the group in the back, they're the group that is sending kids in trains. I, I think Tommy G. They, and they all did AmeriKids at one time. Yep. And and I tell you, thank y'all for participating in this. They have a great day. God bless us all. We we don't deserve these blessings, but He's been so good to us in this nation. And may we turn back to Him and be faithful. Yes, no.